Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Straight. The home straight. Kaya FM 95.9. From one chairman to another, joining us in studio, we say uh, a very good evening to Nomsama Sangu, who joins us to talk to us about her life uh, as a sports administrator. And uh, we tried to glean a little bit of knowledge from her for those especially who are headed in that direction. Thank you so much for your time and welcome. Thank you for having me. Good evening to you and your listeners. Your bio, in your bio, you talk about your quest being to touch lives and make a difference. Have you found that that is easy or difficult to do in the world of sport? Well, it is both easy and difficult depending on what you are doing at the time. It is much easier to change the lives of the young ones because they are amenable to new things. But it becomes difficult when you want to change somebody who is much older in their thinking, but also when you are looking for resources so that you can be able to effect that change. Mm-hmm. So basically, in a nutshell, there are challenges in, in doing this sort of work, um, especially maybe with the status quo as things exist. So let's go back in time a little bit um, to the young Nomsa. <laughs> Did she always dream of becoming a sports administrator? Certainly, it wasn't everyone who's everyone who said, no, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a pilot or whatever. How did you end up where you are today? Well, it was by default. Um, as a young student activist at Vista University, and I was a member of SASCO then, and I realized that at university, they do so much for men's sport and nothing really for women's sport. So I decided to tell Sasko, can you guys please deploy me in the sports council? Mm-hmm. And they did. And I then decided to start a football team because it's the only sport that I could associate with easily. And I started playing soccer myself, but not because I was good, but because I was a solidarity player. Mm-hmm. You know, when you play so that other girls can play, so that they don't feel embarrassed. So that is how it all started. And I remember back in 1995, if I'm not mistaken, I got elected to Sasu Gauteng with Floyd Mbele. And... Um, I owe a lot to Floyd because he taught me a lot about football that I really didn't know. And I never looked back. And at Varsity, I was actually studying to be a teacher. So, yeah. Okay, so you never looked back and and, and, and doors kept on opening. And some, of course, would have been closed. You said, ah, tell us about some of those challenges, especially in football, because that's where we first started to know about Nomsa Matlangu coming up through football, um, you know, via the kind of university direction. Tell us about being a woman in football. Now, maybe things are changing, but 20 years ago, it, 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 it could not have been easy. No, it couldn't have been. I went to study at the Free State University, and when I got there, there was no women's football. And I decided to go to the sports director then. It was Evie Cronier, and I said to him, I'm offering my services to help you run football in the university. And he said to me, I don't have money to pay you. I said, I don't want money. Just give me an opportunity. So when I started working with uh, the football boys in the university, a whole lot of them was, what does she know about football? Uh, They used to call me Musadi (laughs) Ola. And uh, some of them would say, 
where has she ever played football? But by then I had already gathered enough experience because I was in the USA Football National Executive Committee. And at that time, I had already met Kumbulani Kongo, who was a student at Free State University. So it made my life a bit easy because I had an ally and I could consult with him and he could make things much easier for me. But I think more than anything, it is society that creates these boundaries. Mm -hmm. It is society that puts us in boxes to say, you are a woman, this is what you are supposed to do. But I think the doors being open, I had to kick down doors because I had to convince people and show people that I am capable. And I always say to people, don't look at me as Nomsa the woman. Just look at me as Nomsa the person. Then it will make your life easy. And that was going to be my question here. How did you kick down those doors? Was was it a case of, let me show show them that um, I, I'm just a, an administrator who can be as good as the next administrator? Was it a case of having something to prove? Or oh, you said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here like anyone else who loves football and I want to make this happen. How did you kick those doors down? Well, I've had to prove myself, uh, instead of doing 100%, I've continuously had to do 200%. But I also had to be creative in finding sponsors, I must say. You need to find allies that would be your voice in your absence. You also need to ensure that it is not always you that must drive the point across, but lobby people and lobby those people that they tend to believe in because you know in every executive there's that influential person so i always made it my business to lobby the influencers and the influencers will be my voice and that creatively helped me to get to where i am it's the home of the afropolitan kaya fm 95.9 we are getting a lesson a lesson in sports administration and sports politics from nomsama who has uh, achieved already considerable success with much more to come in particular as a, a football administrator and and you speak about that um having allies lobbying people which is something you would have needed to rise to where you did at safa that's not an easy organization to navigate <laughs> there's nomsa women coming in how did you do it well, I think probably what really worked for me at that particular time... Getting on the NEC? Yes, was that I was already in USA football at that time because Sasu changed to USA. But I had also gotten used to a whole lot of the people in football because I had served in the competitions committee and I had served mm. in the women's committee and there was that structure the football transformation forum <laughs> i remember that well, yeah whether yes. it's still relevant or not it's that, another that tried story to win an election yes <laughs> but it got me on so yeah that is how it happened for me but i think what then became important for me is to ensure that we do not only speak about nomsa the only the only it became important that I needed to ensure that we get more other women on the executive. And you must be happy now. We've got uh, Marielle Dwaba yes. there as a vice president. All things that, uh, you know, you were fighting for back then. And now we will always have one vice president, at least, who, who's a woman at, at SAFA. Yeah, true. I, I think it's um, an achievement. But I think we need to do more. Because um, 
it is my hope and belief that someday we'll get to a 50-50 because if you check at the population of our country, more than 53% are women. Mm-hmm. And continuously as women, we need to convince people why we must be there. And I think at some point, all these big federations must be led by women because I'm probably biased because I'm a woman myself, but I think women are better leaders than men. Let's talk, uh, let's interrogate that a little bit because you've had the opportunity, well, well, we will have the opportunity to test that now as you're in a position of, uh, shall I say, supreme leadership being the president of USA, where you came back, uh, where you came through the ranks, I beg your pardon. Tell us a little bit about this new role as being president of, of, of USA. How, does, how did the election go and, and what does this new role entail? Well, the elections went well. I was contesting with a colleague from Devon University of Technology and I won the elections 21-6. And uh, I think more than anything, university sport in our country needs to play a bigger role Mm. because if you check at most of the medalists that come back to our country either from the olympics or the world championships most of them have come through the university system it thus becomes very important. Akanin Simbini, you know, most, he's from Tax. Yes. Um, Wade van Nieker, QFS. Yeah. Now, it becomes important that we need to fix the pipeline as a country. Yeah. And the pipeline needs to start from grassroots to schools, from schools to universities, from universities to different national teams. And I think universities must also start playing a role in school sport because in every province there is a university and school sport in mostly rural schools it's not there Mm. and as universities we have the resources both human resources and physical facilities that we can then be able to assist our government in delivering school sport. Okay, I like the school sports argument, but let me challenge you on the idea that universities need to play a more central role. I will say to you, no, no. In football, if you are 22 and you are still trying to make it, forget it. I will, say to you, I will say to you, you don't need to go to varsity because 16, 17-year-olds are coming out of academies and going into professional football. So what is the need for, for university football? Why does it have to exist? Maybe you can make that argument in athletics, but I, I can say to you, no, no. Football in universities is, is pointless. It, it's not. Let me use the UJ women's football team. The average age of that team is 17. And in essence, as universities, we must not only focus on the players that are our students. We need to play a role in the development projects and programs in partnership with the Federation. But it is also important to note and realize that out of probably... Let's say in an academy, there's 60 players. Out of the 60 players, probably five will make it professional. True. Then what happens to the 55? Because 
in our country there's this myth that exists and it must be discarded that if you are an excellent footballer then you will never be good academically it is just a myth it is not true percy down has shown that uh-huh therefore our footballers need to understand that you can have a dual career you can still be a student you can study medicine and still play your football Mm-hmm. It's the home of the Afropolitan, Kai FM 95.9. We're talking uh, to sports administrator Nomsa Matlangu, the newly elected president of uh, University Sports South Africa, saying that universities, in her, in her view, should be playing a bigger role in the South African sporting landscape as a whole and just sharing with us some of her plans. And I guess then there you mentioned UJ and you mentioned the UJ women's team. We know where the likes of Amanda Lamini came from. That UJ team there, he was a, was a fat Alice. They used to win everything. Um, in, in, in women's football in particular, it's my view that there is a greater opportunity, especially with the launch of the uh, SAFA National Women's League, that university teams can play. We've seen TUT uh, uh, dominating recently their women's team. There's been UJ and there have been others. Your thoughts perhaps on the role specifically that universities have to play in women's football. And I say women's football because in men's football, you can go and become a professional player and earn a living uh, from the time that you're whatever, 16, 17, 18. But because even this league now is not fully professional, there is a gap. Were girls coming out of school? Do they find jobs, but they still love their football? And it, it seems like that university space there whilst they're studying and they can play football is a gap. How do you think the role that, uh, what is the role that universities can play in women's football? Well, I work for a university. I don't want to sound biased to my employer. Yes, university sport can play a better role in the betterment of women's football because as universities, there is something we can offer to players. We can give players scholarships, which is something that a team belonging to Misubudi cannot do the same. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, with this league, it is my personal opinion that the way it is structured is not correct. And yeah. I will share why. Yeah, I was about it's, to say. <laughs> it's important for us as a country to realize where we come from and where we want to go. We have never had a national league as a country. Therefore, it is my opinion that it would have worked out much better if the teams that are playing in that league are provincial teams because it is much easier to fund a provincial team if you are a government than having to find a UJ or a TUT or a Mamilodi Sundowns. Mm-hmm. I'm now speaking about the teams in Gauteng. And I'm not too sure if all the other teams will be able to have the resources to play this league to a finish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Traveling and everything that goes with it. Uh-huh. The traveling, the feeding of the players, the medics and remember out of the 12 teams probably only four have their own dedicated fields the others would still have to go through municipalities and whatnot but if it is a provincial team like a selection team uh, okay therefore the government the provincial government will have to take care of the team just like they do in the netball and in hockey 
those teams are provincial franchises but that is my personal opinion okay so that's that's how you think it should be run but then but then there isn't necessarily a space for the universities no there is plenty of space for the universities and as i said to you mm. i don't want to be <laughs> here speaking for universities well, yeah, yeah, you're, you're here wearing the hat as a president of usa so it, yeah true the thing is um in all honesty university have a better financial muscle one two they have all the necessary resources that they need to run the different teams because remember you need physios you need doctors most of the universities already have that in-house as opposed to a musibidi 11 that must still go and find money and whatnot and whatnot so yes universities have got an upper hand but i don't want to say it must go to universities. Mm. I feel it must go to provinces and the provinces can partner with universities because in each and every province there is a university. Okay. There she is sharing with us her thoughts, Nomsa Masangu, on the model that perhaps uh, Safa could have adopted in getting the National Women's League off the ground. It is, you do get the sense that it is still being tested and lots of balls up in the air. So hopefully in the next, uh, well, two years to come, we can get a better model for this thing to run eventually one day like clockwork. So gaze into your crystal ball then, uh, Nomsa. Gaze into your crystal ball into the future and and tell us where you will be in five years time and by that specifically we go back to where we started you speak about influencing the lives of others this is the show where we share the message of the transformative power of sports so how do you in the next five years hope to impact and change the lives of those you work with in sport key and crucial to my role as one, the senior director of sport at UJ, but also the president of USA, it is to ensure that each and every athlete that comes to our doors, one, they live with a qualification, two, they then become a sponsor to someone else. Because mm-hmm. I always say to people, you must do unto others as it was done for you. Because... um a lot of us tend to term our successes based on the money you have, the type of car you drive. But for me, my success is changing someone else's life. And I always say to those that I mentor, I want you to be much better than me. I want you to realize the dreams that I still have. Because as a black woman, I dream of federations like saru like safa like cricket sa being led by women i might not be the woman that will lead that federation but i want to see myself as a catalyst to ensuring that i develop i empower a woman that will be able to do that successfully Beautifully said, and that's where we wrap up this interview. A perfect place to close it. Nomsa Matlangu, thank you so much for your time and all the best in your new role as a USA president and continue the U- good work at UJ. Thank you very much. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.